Good Friday morning, everybody. It is a beautiful, beautiful morning in Tennessee. I'm Jackson White, and this is The Extra Point. Thank you so much for listening. I want to say thank you again to my past guest, Wilson Cates. The first episode to season two is performing really, really well. As a matter of fact, it is already the second highest played episode on The Extra Point. So thank you to everybody for listening. Wilson, again, thank you for being on. We'll definitely have to have you back on as a recurring guest. But football is in full swing. Um, Livingston Academy won a shootout against Cookville Cavaliers last Friday night. And the first it is the first victory that the LA Wildcats have had against the Cavaliers since 1994. I was three years old the last time L.A. beat a, beat Cavaliers in the game of football, but they did, did it Friday night. And I know that they'll be riding that mo- wave of momentum tonight against Cumberland County. I'm excited about that game. Won't be able to be there tonight as, as I will be going up the mountain to Jamestown to watch York Institute Battle Grace Christian Academy, which I'm sure will be a good game there as well. Uh, both all the schools have started off performing really well. Jake Johnson in the Clay County Bulldogs uh, played a very good game against Albany last Friday night in a 25 to nothing victory over them. Uh, all my schools are performing well in every sport, and uh, it's exciting to see. It's encouraging to see, and uh, it's been really neat to all, for all the coaches to have me come along and be a part in any way they see fit. So FCA is starting off strong. Very excited to announce that FCA will be coming to Allen's Elementary. That's right. This has been a been in the works for a while now, and God has provided the person to be the uh, school the school sponsor for that. And uh, we are excited, very very excited that Allen, FCA will be in Allen. So I'm can't wait to get that rolling. Hopefully, get that going in the next couple of weeks. All the FCA huddles are starting to get going now. I was at Livingston Academy this morning for their huddle. And a student, um, a senior student, Ivy Winningham, did the devotion slash message this morning and did a great job talking about how Satan is already defeated and we give him more credit than he deserves. So really, really great job by Ivy. And uh, if you're in the Upper Cumberland and you're listening to this and you're in high school, find out when your FCA chapel slash huddle will meet. It is a great way to start your day off. No better way to start off your day than in, some, in the Word of God and with a community of believers. So find out who it is and then when it meets and get going. And if you need information from me, I'll be glad to help you as well because that is my job. I'll be more than happy to get you plugged in in your FCA huddle in your selected school. But FCA is going on, going on strong. We've got some fields of faith coming up. And if you want to know what a fields of faith is, it is basically an FCA worship service on the football field. York Institute has one coming up in the last week of September on September 25th. Very good friend of mine and one of my bosses in FCA, Scott Cooper, will be the speaker that night. You will be in for a treat. Scott is very gifted and very anointed to preach the word. And I'm excited to hear him. And also Clay County will have... Their fields of faith coming up, and Livingston will be having theirs in the spring. Some more details on that to follow. 
But again, it's a beautiful day outside tonight. I hope you go support your high school in, in football. Uh, wherever you're at, go support them because uh, supporting your team is very, very crucial and beneficial to the coaches and the players because they work hard every week to put on a give you all a great evening with the family. Pay your five dollars a person. Go watch your local game because it it's also building memories with with your family and your friends. So go to your local high school and watch some football tonight because it is going to be a beautiful evening for it. So that's a wrap for this opening segment. Hope you enjoyed today's interview with Josh Scott. We covered a lot of ground. We talked about the Tennessee Vols. We talked about high school ball. We talked about everything under the sun, really, from fatherhood, because if you don't know this by now, I'm going to be a daddy in April, and I'm very excited about that. So we talked about that. He gave me some pointers on that, on fatherhood. And we talked about God. We talked about um, FCA. We talked about how busy he is because he is a very busy person. So all that and more coming up on The Extra Point. Thanks for listening, and we'll be right back. So I'm sitting here with Josh Scott. Josh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Uh, Josh is a very busy dude. Uh, not only do you drive a truck, but you also you're working for Overton County News, and you're also a part of the Hog Eye Sports Show podcast. How how do you have time to sleep, much less do everything you're doing right now? <laughs> I mean, it, it's actually slowed down a lot. Uh, I used to coach as well, so um, I used to drive a truck through the week at Averett, do Cracker Barrel deliveries, and then I would come home and run and do AAU basketball wherever we might be playing at. So there were times that I wouldn't see my house where I lived at for months. You know, I would literally come in and I'd have a bag packed uh, with coaching clothes, t-shirts, shorts, whatever. My girls would have a bag packed and I would leave on Friday evening. I would come back Sunday midday, jump back in the truck and take off again, wash clothes on the road. You know, and then if it was was the middle of the season for AAU is, you know, early May, uh, late April, early, early May, so in those stretches, like it was literally, I was never home. So it slowed down a lot. I mean, I enjoy what I do. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't have time for it. I really wouldn't. Yeah. But to be a, I don't know, I, like, I don't know, I, I guess I'd like to be seen, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, we do a lot of stuff. Uh, Facebook Live now with Over the County News has really jumped for us uh, doing football. And, of course, we're trying to get into other avenues there as well. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned the Hawkeye Sports Show. Uh, that was just an idea that come about at uh, the Cab County last year. Uh, Mike Johnson come up and said, "Hey, uh, you want to do a podcast?" Yeah, we know what that is, but we'll try it. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just kind of taken off, and and we're thankful for people that listen. And and uh, and we, I guess, we've generated some noise here and there. At sometimes, I think last year we suggested uh, instead of taking uh, off with the football when you're putting in the end zone, if you bobble the snap and you run, we suggested to kick it out of the end zone. Just turn around and kick it out of the back and take the safety. And sure enough, like the, the next week, we bobbled the snap, and the kid just turned around and kicked it out of the end zone. So we took credit for that. Um, but, you know, we we enjoy it. Mike is – people don't know Mike Johnson think that probably he's just some ag teacher, dumb hillbilly. He is one of the most intelligent, uh, funniest guys I've ever been around in my oh, life. Yeah. And we have a good chemistry, and, uh, you know, we, we just let it kind of go. And, 
and whatever said said and, and the good thing about podcasting is you can edit stuff out that maybe you don't want to hear heard <laughs> uh, and there's some of that we do a lot of editing uh but we had a good have a good time man i just i don't know i don't know what life would be like if i slowed down yeah. i really don't that's a you mentioned mike you know i think when when i came on your guys's show I think I spent most of the time just laughing in between segments and just the yeah, stuff that we would all so, go off with. It's just it? dry humor with Mike. Yeah, of course, it people really that know is. me know that I'm just straight black and white to the point. I don't, I don't, I'm not for everybody. I, I think that's the biggest thing I've realized growing up is that I'm not for everybody. Some people like me a lot, and some people don't like me a lot. <laughs> that's everybody. And and that's just the way it is. And the ones that fall in between, thank you so much. And and the ones that, like I said, do or don't like like me, thank you so much. I mean. I am who I am, and I'm comfortable with that. But um, it is. It's a lot of fun. We just let loose with that. And, and I think it, even outside of the Hawkeye Sports Show, if you catch us on the sidelines or, or just out about, you know, we're the same people there as we're going to be on the yeah. Hawkeye Sports Show or whatever. Yeah. And that's one thing I love when I started listening to you guys. Um, I think you told me that you just recorded the first episode of the Hawkeye Sports Show. Of course, I was familiar with the Hawkeye Sports through Twitter and Instagram yeah. and all that. And I thought, well, that's cool because – with my job in FCA, I don't get to spend a whole lot of time in Livingston. So if I'm driving up and down the road, you know, I, and I don't say this to plug you. I actually, I really do this. I check, I'll listen to an episode and see what's going on well, because it, it, I'm not in the loop as much and, as I do. And like I said, we come about, like, I was I was thinking about doing a podcast. You know, I said I didn't know what podcasts were. I, I knew what they were. And, and I thought about, you know, I, I've been through life's battles and whatnot. And I thought, man, there's so many things that you can say to help people. Mm-hmm. And if you just give yourself a platform, you can probably help a lot more people than you'll ever think you could. Oh yeah. And so I, I was thinking about doing just some podcasting myself, and you know, small scale, and it just worked out. You know, I said to Cab County last year, uh, Mike Johnson texted me like a Thursday at four. You know, hey, is this Josh Scott? I'm like, yeah. And uh, he was like, hey, I'll be at the Cab County game tomorrow. Can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah. And uh, you know, he come out and he said, I've got this idea for a podcast. Uh, you know, kind of laid it out what he wanted to do, kind of where we was going, and I shot him some ideas that I had and, and how I'd want to format it. Because, again, I'm I, I I'm just who I am, and I don't hold back. If I see if I think our football team play, is playing terribly, I'm gonna say it. Like I'm gonna say why I think it. It's my opinion, and you don't have to like it because it's not your opinion. Mm-hmm. It's mine. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not right. It's just my opinion. And uh, so once we agreed and got all that kind of settled out and and planned, it was one of those things. Let's roll with it. And we dropped that first. The first episode was previewing the York game, and people come and was like, "Oh, what you said about York? We love that." And I was like, "Well, I hate them." So I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's nothing, <laughs> nothing that their people are bad or anything. It's not like that. Like yeah, it's, it's a natural it's rock. The, yeah. And that's just I played sports at Livingston Academy. I've covered sports for the County News since 2008. Yeah, we were still in high school. Yeah. So I mean, it's like. I've seen the good side and the bad side to it, but it's just a rivalry. I yeah. mean, I've got friends from York, I've got friends from Upperman, but you know what? On those on, on competition night when it's football or basketball, whatever it is, mm. there's no friends there, and that's still how I'm. I'm 28 years old, and I still feel the same yeah. way. What stinks for me is, uh, of course, you know we've talked, you know, and uh, York is one of my schools. So yeah. when it comes and when it comes time for L.A., York, I don't know what I'm going to do. I may just sit right on the 50. You do like I... Craig Cantor said. <laughs> he said his first ever broadcast was at York. He had just graduated from the <laughs> Academy the year before. He had his class, class ring on. <laughs> and, you know, they tell him, tell him where he's going. He said, I just slid that thing off, put it in my pocket. <laughs> and that's what you do, too. You don't say a word. You just play the middle. 
You know, like, oh, they play great. Oh, they play great. Yeah, but deep, yeah. deep, deep down inside, no matter what, you'll be pulling for Living's Academy. I guarantee you that. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> oh, man, that's too good. That is really, that's too good right there. And, and the thing is, like, they always, like, in the media, we're unbiased. Yeah, even yeah. Us, even in small-town media and over-county news, like, it's my job to be professional and to be unbiased. But, I mean, I remember going to the cab, uh, I don't know, Brock McCoy's probably a junior, and they were really good. We were really good. And I'm on the sideline doing photos, and there would be, like, this trash talk all week leading up to it. Coach T, whatever, like, people going nuts. Mm-hmm. And their crowd was, you know, rowdy. Our crowd was rowdy. And, dude, we railroaded them. Like, beat them like a drum. And they didn't take it well. And their chain gang was on, the, obviously, the visitor sideline. And we got into it. Like, as, as a media member versus the chain gang. <laughs> and I remember Bruce being like, Josh, hey, you got to calm down. Like, you can't, you can't, you're not going to be able to send there. And I was like, dude, I don't care. Like, I love this place. And I do. I, the passion for Living's Academy for me and sports in general just runs deep. I think that's what people appreciate about your show and even even what you uh, give to it is that people are going to hear the honest truth. And I think people appreciate that. And I, I mean, people want to know what you really think. I mean, no. Well, and, and again, I'm not for everybody, but, you know, I, I, I guess I to kind of, you know, take some people off last year. Girls' basketball was terrible. It just was what it was. And... You hear all these rumors and and this is what we need to do or to make this better and, and mm-hmm. we need to do this and to go this direction or whatever and I'm like hey look whoa like first off we're terrible second off nobody can come in here and do things different and make it better you know we've got this isn't on one person this is on a group of people to get back in the lab you know get on the court practice get mm-hmm. better and hone in the craft because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. You know, and other other places have started doing that, and they've ca- called up and passed us. So now it's our job to either put in the work or be the cellar dweller. And, you know, you got to stop making excuses of, of you know, my kid don't want to do this because it's hard. Well, it, you know, life's hard. Mm-hmm. So if you if you don't want it to be difficult, you're going to have to put in some work to improve your position yeah. in life, and, and, and that's how it is. And we took a little, I took a little heat from that. Like, hey, you can say that. Uh, I can say whatever, you know. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to, yeah. you know, agree with that. Yeah. So I mean, I it is. It's just I'm I'm straight to the point, uh, yeah. and that's just how I've always been. And yeah. some people call it rude or arrogant or or whatever. Yeah. It's just who I am, and yeah. it really is. Speaking of uh, coaching changes, um, so what are you hearing coming out of Knoxville? Oh right man, now? it's not pretty. I mean, I talked to somebody last night who uh, who said that they they have a cousin who's a booster up there, and. Uh, Say Coach Pruitt's wife's not happy, and and um, you know that's the hardest job in America. I feel like oh, yeah, in college sure. athletics is the Tennessee football coaching job because as a fan, and you're a lifelong fan, I am, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a fan for the next however long I live. It's not changing. No, um, you want to win. Like growing up, you know, I I was able to grow up and, and remember the times when they were really good. Yeah, and yeah. you know Manning was there, and then, of course T Martin was national championship and whatever. And then you know SEC turn or SEC champions in two thousand one and in the game in 02 and you know and lastly in oh seven, um, you know I remember those times being that good, and yes, do I want to be that good as well? Absolutely. But I think that at the same time, like you and I are, are fans that can look and see just where we're at. 
Mm-hmm. The irrational fans make it difficult, and it is. We all have the expectation of let's win. Yeah, and I sure. do too. I mean, right, like last week's most embarrassing against Georgia State's most oh, embarrassing yeah. loss of all time for Tennessee sports, and I was there. And it's like we talked about it on the Hawkeye Sports Show Sunday. Like the only thing worse than anger is apathy. And like I'm apathetic. Like oh my goodness. Like I walked away Saturday kind of laughing. Like what do you do now? Yeah. And, and I'm sure people text you to call you whatever. Oh, what about those balls? Oh yeah. And I'm yeah, just like, dude I, dude, I don't care. Like yeah. I mean, is <laughs> what else are you yeah. supposed to do? What am I supposed to? Do? What is Josh Scott going to do to change? It? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee losing does not affect my life no, at all. It, I mean, it used and I, and I and listen, I'm I'm immature enough to say that it used to for me. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I remember beat, losing to Florida in 2015 on the, on a hitch route, fourth and fourteen. Guy turns up the sideline and runs it and scores a touchdown. That's the game winner, and. Like, my day was ruined. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, dude, we had I, that. I got in such a Facebook brawl that night. I can remember. Because back then, I, of course, 2015, program was looking up for the yeah, first time in a while. absolutely. And then you start hearing the the chatter of, okay, maybe Butch isn't the guy. And, of course, we all know now that he wasn't. Yeah. But at the time, I was still holding on to hope that he was. Yeah. Regrettably so. So. But yeah. I got on there, and people started hounding me. And But anymore, you know, looking back, you know, I'm, you know, I'm older now. I thought, you know what? I'm that's not worth my time. But back then, yeah, Tennessee lost on a Saturday. You better not talk to me until Tuesday. Fifteen you know? kind of got me blacklisted up there. I used to go up there and cover them uh, through Overcast oh, News and stuff. Butch blocked you on and, Twitter. And yeah. yeah, I got blacklisted by the uh, <laughs> SID director Ryan Robinson at the time um, because, of course, they, I was just out after the Florida game that year. I was out. And of course, obviously, I mean, sixteen went well, and I and I thought, man, maybe maybe he's gonna prove me wrong. But I just didn't have no confidence. So, like uh, 2015, like around Halloween, maybe been Halloween that week, or no, it's Thanksgiving, and I made this tweet like, uh, Butch Jones, Butch Jones is such a bad human, he doesn't like pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving or something like that, you know, <laughs> and just and I was kind of like clowning on him, yeah. and they were name searching for anything that was going on, like people were saying about him. And so, like, out of nowhere, this SID tweets me and was like, I can confirm that we're having a team dinner right now, and he does like pumpkin pie. Like, they took that stuff seriously. Yeah. And, like, it was at that point I was like, okay, listen, if they're on Twitter searching for what people are saying good or bad about them, they're not ready to have this job. No. And, I mean, that's like, uh, you know, they just dismissed a kid this last week mm-hmm. who – was making fun of, I mean, the kids play on the football team and making fun of his team losing to Georgia State. And the fans saw it and reacted to it. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, Coach Pruitt dismisses him, you know, what, Tuesday? Yeah. I'm all for it. You know, like, yeah. either be in or be out. I don't care which one, but yeah. I love this. You know, I love the university and love Tennessee football, Tennessee athletics. Like, I want them as players to love it like I do. You know, because mm-hmm. to me, it's a special place. I think yeah. my kids there. Oh, yeah. Made a ton of memories. You know, it holds value. I told my wife, we went to the orange and white game, and and I think anywhere other than, you know, if you're a diehard college fan, a college scrimmage in spring is not going to mean that much to you. But to me, it's like that's my first taste of football since. Absolutely. You know, well, if you're a ball fan, at least since November. November, yeah. And, uh, you know, I loved it. I was taking it all in. You know, my wife had went with me once before to the UMass game in 17, and uh, that's when she – uh, she got to hear the fire butch chants to originate that game. So, but you know, I love it, and I, I love just going. I'll go even when football's not in season. Man, you know, I, it's I just like, love that place. You know? you know, you leave last week for me, and it's like we'd already got tickets for BYU, 
and it's Todd's first time going and needling at night and like I, we were excited I was excited going into it because it's like needling at night you know we're gonna be one and oh mm-hmm. playing national national uh scene ESPN and then they lose that and I come home and I was like man I just really don't want to go but then <laughs> I mean it's it's Thursday before you know they play on Saturday and I'm like all right here we go Saturday's gonna be good you know and, yeah and I'm probably gonna get my heart broke again you <laughs> know but that's just the life of being a Tennessee fan yeah but it's like I'm excited like all right here we go yeah. you know yeah. Bring it, bring the punishment on. But <laughs> it's it is. I mean, it's the worst. It's got to be the worst job in, in college oh, football yeah. just because of the pressure. I mean, as soon as you come, in, you get, you know, you get maybe a year or, or two of a grace period. But after that, you better be winning. And you know, now. you hear yeah. you hear people talk about well, you got to give them time. And I think the the most negative thing about that phrase is that other coaches turn it around yeah. in year I mean, one or year Dan two. Mullen. Yeah, and 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 then, so then a place like Tennessee that has been bad. For the last ten years, mm-hmm. give or take a year or two here and there, is like they look at you know you said Dan Mullen at Florida, it's year two and he's expected to do, to compete in the SEC East yeah. and they're expected to get to a you know eight or nine win season. Well, Tennessee feels the same way. Like okay, well why aren't we doing that? Mm-hmm. We're recruiting well. Why can't we put the product on the field to win? And that's a good question. Yeah, man. it is. It's a very good question. And and I've coached. But, I mean, obviously a different sport, but I mean, there's all in coaching. There's always pressure there. Like somebody's oh, always yeah. looking down. Like, are you going to do your job? Because mm-hmm. if you're not, somebody else will find somebody else yeah. to attempt to. And what's funny is that you talk about, you know, the first coaching gig I ever had was at uh, Avery Trace. I was a defensive coordinator. Won one game the year before, so there wasn't a whole lot of. Yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> so no that's care. the ones you want to go after. But yeah, like you said, Tennessee is a very hard place to coach, and and you know your kid. Not I mean Tennessee fans. Uh, they don't hold back, you know. When no. uh, the night Lane Kiffin left, people found his house and was shining yeah. flashlights and scaring poor Layla hey, half to you know, death. And you've had, and you've had Lane on here. Yeah. It's cool that I'm on the same podcast as Lane <laughs> Kiffin. Um, but it's like, at, at that point, like, are you a good or bad fan? And that's that's the line right mm-hmm. there. Like, at the end of the day, it's a sport. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's why you know I, I've got out of coaching because. I think that I saw the ugly side and started to see the ugly side more and more. It's like, okay, like these high school kids now, especially around here, there might be one out of every 10 that is honestly good enough to play college athletics. Mm-hmm. And we take this thing so seriously that we're, that we'll, that we'll go to school boards and ask to, for this coach to be removed. And we'll, yes. you know, we're, we're, we're protesting this as a little political thing that here and there, and in the end, this kid is going to grow up and just go to work. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. It's going to be a me and you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. But as a parent, it's like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. how is this? Is this how you want your kid to raise their kids one day? And you know, I've got two daughters, and my oldest one is nine, and grew up around basketball, whatever. And when she told me she didn't want to play, I was like, cool. Yeah. Like I don't want you. I don't. I don't care if you do or don't. Yeah. If you do, then let's let's be great and go with it. But if not, I don't care because it's not the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. I remember telling my dad um, in high school that, so you know what? I'm really just burnt myself out on football. He's like, hey, you know, you you do what you don't do something because you feel like I want you to do yeah. it. You know. I mean, I I've coached the kids and and you know at Allen's Willing State tournament and everything, but I, I've coached the kids that their parents push them like you you got to play this you mm-hmm. gotta, and those are the kids that would come to practice miserable yeah yeah they didn't want to work they didn't they and they they may have been some and i had some that were really good but they didn't want to be there 
And it's like, at what point do you just, as a parent, do you look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. Let them grow up how they, how they come. And I'll guide them. That's our job as parents, to guide our children the right way. But it's not to make decisions for them. When they're old enough to, you know, say, hey, I don't want to do this. And I'm making them do that. Like, I mean, especially like sports. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm just in the wrong. Man. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's like in Livingston, the small town, like we, we eat, sleep, and breathe high school athletics. Yeah. Middle school athletics. Like football Friday night, Cookville, that's the highest viewed video I've ever recorded for over the county news. I mean, there's hundreds of people watch that thing. Thousands <laughs> now. And it's like, it's high school football. Big win, you know, obviously 25 years and everything. Oh, yeah. But it just shows, like, how much people care oh, about gosh. high school football. You know, if we go and record, you know, Halloween's coming up at the end of October, well, if we went and live event and, you know, live stream that, we wouldn't have a thousand people ever look yeah. at that. Yeah. Because it's just another event. <laughs> yeah. But high school football, we're eight, nine, ten, eleven thousand. And I'm like, blows my mind. Yeah. Am I thankful? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But and it's like, okay. It's funny. You mentioned that I used to. I don't do this anymore, um, but I can remember like it get to be around June or July. I just go out there and kind of you know park at the stadium, just kind of like all right, you know, a couple months we'll be out here again. And it's just. It's I remember people. going to college, went to Tech, and and of course worked the basketball team there. But you know, you're talking about your first coaching job. Mine was at Livingston Academy. Uh, I came back. I went to college for a year at Tech. Worked with the basketball team, and. I decided that it was too much. All right, more on Josh Scott's first coaching job in just a second. Before we get into that part of the interview, I just want to share a quick verse with you. It's 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. I don't know what you're going through as you listen to this. I don't know what your struggles are, but it doesn't matter. Because this verse said you can cast all of your cares on Jesus, on the Lord, because He cares about you. He cares about everything you think. He cares about everything that you do. He cares about everything you're worried about, anxious about. There's nothing too big or nothing too small to take to Him because He cares about you. So if you're listening to this and you Maybe you're in a just a whirlwind right now. Everything's kind of a blur. You don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what your situation is, but I want you to know this. Not only God knows, but He cares. Again, that's First Peter 5, verse 7, casting all your cares on Him because He cares about you. So before you get anxious about something, before you get worried, Give it to Jesus because he cares. More with Josh Scott coming up. Man, I was gone for Thanksgiving the year before, Christmas the year before. That's like, tough. And like, yeah, I was, I was, I'd never been a part of that. And um, I had a great time, but like I missed my family. So I was like, dude, I'm just going to go to Tech and stay at Tech. But I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. And so I remember talking to Leslie. Uh, she was on her honeymoon, actually. I was like, huh. hey, uh, you know, I'm going to get back home. I'm like, is there anything? She's like, yeah, hey, I need, a, I need an assistant. Cool, hey, I'm ready to go. And um, that was my first taste of coaching, you know, at, the, at, the, at that mm-hmm. level. And That's cool. Most people don't start out in the high school. No, though. man, and I was coaching. Well, the, wild, the, the dynamic there was odd because, like, 
I was coaching kids that were two years younger than me. That is and I say kids. I mean, yeah. they were, I mean, I was a kid then, too. So, like, when you say, hey, look, we're doing this. We need to do this here. And they look at you like, I know you. Yeah. You know, like, they value your opinion, but they really don't. Mm-hmm. And it took a whole year to kind of get, I mean, we made it to substate that year. And by the regional tournament, it was one of those things where I could finally maybe say something and they don't look at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then when I went to Allen's, you know, there was obviously a six, seven-year age gap. A lot of those kids, I think, looked at me like I was a brother to them. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things then that I could say, okay, we're doing this, and we need to do this right now or else. And they were able to do that, and obviously we had success doing that. And in AAU, I mean, we started them in third and fourth grade. So by that time, I was just an old man to those kids. You know, that, I was just <laughs> yeah, old he's 25. He's ancient. Yeah, yeah, he's ancient. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, it's good, man. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Um. So, uh, kind of going back on the 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 Pruitt deal. So you, I heard today five wins keeps his job. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be hard to if you go backwards. Anytime when you're coaching, you go backwards, people start you know coming for you and mm-hmm. the money up there. You know, it, there's always uh, everybody talks about paying the buyouts and then, and you can't pay too many of them. But that university has so much money. Oh yeah, it's like it's just a drop in the bucket. You're gonna pay some guy some guy nine and a half million dollars if you fire him this year. And it's like, all right, well, that's cool. We'll yeah, we'll do it over nine, five years, yeah. you know. We'll, we'll figure out a plan, and we'll pay him, and, and uh, you know, find the next guy. Do I want him gone? No. No, I like I don't, I don't think that that's the answer. Um, I always say give him three, you mm-hmm. know, and if, if by year if, – if year three hasn't went well and use a mo- or build momentum the year four, then you have to kind of look at and say, okay, is this actually going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, this is year two. I mean, we're talking about – this guy's coached now 13 games at University of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, you know, a big one this week, obviously. Um, night game at Neyland on the national stage. You've got a chance to not only win the football game and kind of ride the ship, you know, headed towards what will be Florida in two weeks, but, you know, you're recruiting so well right now, you're going to lose a lot of momentum if you go and stink mm-hmm. it up on national TV on Saturday night. Yeah, and, and I don't know if Tennessee's ever started out on – Oh, and two. It's yeah. been a while, man. It yeah. you would have to go back to probably when they played Florida the second game of the year. Yeah. And to, and even in the opener, you know, they haven't lost in the home opener since nineteen eighty three. Yeah. I think is what it was. So it's like it's gonna be a while. And mm-hmm. um you know, I, I just don't know, man. Going up there Saturday, I'm not a big fan of Garantano at all. I never have been. And I don't I don't think he's improved. Um I don't know if the answer is to change quarterbacks either. I mean, yeah. I don't know. They, those guys see them every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, I mean, you you talk to Coach Kevin, it, it's like they know who their best players are and who they are not. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, is, is it a level of trust they have with Jarrett? I don't know. You know, is it what is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what they see. I mean, it because, could be team, team chemistry. There's yeah, a lot that goes because into Because as it, a yeah. fan, I, on the outside looking in, it's like this mm-hmm. guy can't play. Yeah. But yeah. he's out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's a wild dynamic, man. It's like, I mean, I'm, I get to cover them again this year, first time ever, or first time since I got outed. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm supposed to go next week. And I'm just like, I don't know that I can, if we stink it up Saturday, I don't know that I can honestly go the next Saturday and not be the guy in the media room. Like, hey, um, why are we not doing this? Because, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying – this looks like the best answer, and it doesn't doesn't look like what you're yeah. doing what you need to be doing. That would be hard not to do that. And, yeah, and because I, at the end of the day, I'm still a fan. Yeah. I mean, and that's the that, – for me in the media, doing all this that I've done, 
that's the, always been the hardest part is because I'm a fan first. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm a fan of these kids leaving the academy. I'm their, I'm one of their biggest fans. I love watching Will McDonald play. Now Wesley Smith play. Mm -hmm. Going back, Creed, Brock, Dylan Linder, all those kids. Uh, Logan Clark, those guys growing up, I've watched them grow from being kids. Right, yeah. And it's like, you know, Friday nights, man, they, the boys of fall, I used to play that before every game, uh, Kenny Chesney, and like you feel that because mm -hmm. I played there. And it's just yeah. like it brings back those memories with your friends, oh, your yeah, teammates. And it's, uh, you know, then you get to see those guys go out and have success and, and, and you watch them love the game. It's the same thing with Tennessee. Like I enjoy Jawan Jennings because he loves the place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that he's the greatest receiver in America or whatever. It's he's just the hardest he loves, working ones, he, you could say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he just loves the place. And you, you can't say enough about guys like that. I don't think you can have enough people like that in, in a program. Uh, but I think that's how you build one is have that kind, yeah. of, kind of chemistry. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and uh, when you was bringing up all the kids, you know, we've, we've watched these kids now. They're, and does it, to me, because you know, we spent the first – you know, portion of our life, you know, we were always, you know, younger. Yeah. It's almost like we all, we were looking up to those guys playing yeah. high school and even college and pros now. But it, it's kind of weird looking now. It's like even watching Tennessee play, it's like, man, I'm older, older than all those kids. Oh, now. absolutely, it's yeah. Weird, like know? it's uh, getting in, in the media work, like being around like Eric Ainge and it's like and Jason Swain and those guys. Yeah. Like I was the I was one of the biggest Jason Swain fans ever. Growing up, I played wide receiver, and, and, the, and like this guy was a dog. I mean, he, Meacham was the guy, mm -hmm. but Swain was the guy that you went to to get a first down, you know, or a mm -hmm. tough play. Like, Swain was going to be there. And then for me, like, I got to meet those guys, and they're just normal guys like yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and I told Swain one time, I was like, dude, I, I, used to like, I used to sit at home and literally watch you play and watch that orange number one go down the sidelines and think you were a god. And now, I mean, no offense, but you're just younger than me. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, you got a you got a radio show and do your own thing, and I'm and I'm more than happy for you. But you know, we're the same we're the same kind of guy. You know, we got blue collar jobs, and we love this place, mm -hmm. and we talk about this place, and that's about it. Yeah. The difference is you played here, and I didn't. You know, you know, and, and on a small scale, like Coach Danny McCoy, uh, I love the guy to death. Oh yeah, me too. Enough great things about him, and growing up. You know, we went to church together and everything. So growing up, like, Danny was the guy. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, the guy. He was the basketball coach over here then, you know, football offensive coordinator. Like, he was the man. He played in the NFL. So you hear, growing up, you hear about how great he was. And my yeah. dad went to school with him. So it's like, oh, yeah, he could play. Mm -hmm. And he's this athlete, whatever. Yeah, my dad said he could he could do anything. You know, yeah. He, you know, he. And it's like, you know, then I, I played for him, I ended up. When I coached, you know, at, at Allen's, he was my boss. So he was, you know, he was my boss. We got close through that, and then now, like, it's the same thing. Like mm -hmm. I see him on Friday nights. Like, what's up, Danny? Yeah. And that I, I never thought that I would say, "What's up, Danny?" to Danny McCoy, like, yeah. because you just didn't do that. It's always been Coach McCoy. And he's yeah. still Coach McCoy. Don't get me wrong, but it's still like, okay, we're kind of the same yeah. guy. I mean, we're not. I mean, he's on. He's at, he's been on, done a lot more things yeah. than I ever will. Oh, but he's uh, still Danny McCoy at the yeah, end of the day. And it's funny you mention that because uh, uh, me and Brandon, I think first or second grade, we were, you know, we I went to his birthday party, and of course, you know, he talked his dad up, you know, and well, next thing you know, you know, Danny comes in from work. I'm like, you're Danny McCoy. And it's, it's funny yeah. now to go look back at that Absolutely. and go, but you know what's crazy is the first touchdown pass he ever threw in high school was my dad. Oh, uh, I mean, it's like. And it's crazy, and I didn't know that. Well, and like <clears throat> when we were practicing, he was he was the offensive coordinator my last my senior year. 
Bruce's first Bruce's first year, my senior mm-hmm. year, and Danny come back as offensive coordinator, and God, we were terrible. But um, Danny would be Danny was a scout team like seven on seven quarterback. Mm-hmm. We didn't have one. It was Brandon and, and I think Hayden Hill, but yeah, there was kind of some political stuff there, I guess, and um, so like. Danny was the scout team quarterback most days. <laughs> and uh, so when we would do this route running, Brock, or Brandon, Brandon would be on one side throwing routes, Danny was on the other one. And the hardest footballs, like speed-wise, that I've ever caught were from Danny. Oh, McCullough. yeah, and he still can do And they were a perfect spiral right right where your hands were supposed to be. He threw them right there. Oh, you yeah. throw them across the middle, bang, there they are, and done. But it was just like... And I, you go home, and you're like, I just caught passes from Danny yeah, McCall. Yeah, you're caught when you're, yeah. you're coming in. You're like, oh, this is going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, like, you come back, like, you look, and you can Google him. You don't have to go far. Google his stats. He was amazing. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I, I've caught passes from yeah. that guy. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I found out um, that my dad was the first one to ever catch a touchdown pass from him. You know, I had P1, I think, is what he taught. And it was just a rare occurrence that he ever talked about his playing days. You know, yeah, high he, school, uh, yeah. college, pro, any of it. No. And he was just one of those rare moves where he was talking about it. And uh, he said, boys, you know how he clapped his hands, you know. He said, first touchdown pass I ever threw. And he looked at me and pointed, was to Roddy White. And I was like, really? And I go home and was like, Dad, was, did you catch Danny's first touchdown? And he said, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and that lineage <laughs> there of, of kids. I mean, Brittany was a great basketball player. Yeah. And then uh, Brandon and Brock mm-hmm. um, just, I mean, Arguably, Brock's one of the better quarterbacks we've ever – probably better. I shouldn't say quarterback. He was an athlete. Yeah, he was. Uh, just like his dad. You know, they yeah. talked about his dad being able to do everything. I remember Brock played baseball at the city leagues, and he pitched. And he threw harder than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He just – And it was just like – It's that God-given ability. Yeah, and, and like I remember him playing basketball for Coach Mosley. I went over there, and, I, again, this is years, 07, 08, 09, and – uh, I went over there and, and sat with Coach Moses to practice one time, and Brock had the worst shot of anybody I've ever seen. It was like a line drive. And I was like, Dude, good thing he's athletic because he's terrible. And it wasn't, you know, four years later, this kid's one of the best point guards in the state of Tennessee playing on the high school team. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, missed that one, you know. <laughs> like, how, And it was just he was that athletic. Yeah. It was It's nuts. Again, going back to what I was saying, I was just watching those kids grow up and being their biggest fan. I get a, I get a great seat for all these events. Oh, yeah. So. It's uh, it's a phenomenal experience. Yeah, it's it was cool for me uh, in the Westmoreland game. You know, getting to stand on the sideline is one of my dreams growing up. Was <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know, this weather's made my voice a little crackly, but um, one of my goals was to coach high school football. I never got to do that, and it's you know it's fine. God had another plan for me, but in a weird way, it's almost like standing out there Friday night. I was like, you know, in a weird way, I kind of got to live it. You know, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, getting to stand out there. Oh, I was telling my dad because he asked me if I enjoyed it. I was like, I liked it, but I couldn't go to the bathroom and go to the concession anytime I wanted to. That's the only downfall, but the rest of it was great. That's, yeah, yeah we, we work, and, and, and Tasha does the video for us now. So it's like uh, she's gotten kind of, I guess, a taste of how, what I've done for years now. It's like mm-hmm. you do, you cover the first part of the game. At halftime, you kind of catch your breath. Like I'm running up. I'll usually go talk to Mac, you know, hey, what do you what do you feel in story-wise? Do I, mm-hmm. do I need to look for anything? You know, I'll get some stats in my head. Of course, we do Facebook Live stuff, so I might spit out something there. And then, you know, there's no time for drink, food, nothing. No, there's not. Halftime's over. Here we go again. Yes. It just flies by. Yeah, it was funny as Westmoreland. You know, I was kind of, you know, I still, in 
you know, and I still have this in me. I did this as a coach. You know, if the offense was on the field, I'd go as far down as I could so I could see what was going on and the defense same way. And that's just, you know, it's kind of funny just kind of get back in that groove. And I was standing next to you, and I heard you talking. I looked, and you were talking. I was like, what? Who's he talking? Then I listened. I was like, oh, he's video, commentating. Yeah. And, I, and you didn't miss a lick, man. Yeah, he was man, just I, rolling. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky, man. I really am. Yeah, like, I've enjoyed the I've enjoyed sports so much growing up. And, and I think uh, more than anything, like, in high school, people ask me, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I wanted to be a broadcaster. And, I, of course, I worked at the news. You know, it was my mm-hmm. first real job. So, you know, I started writing stories when I was 17. And I was like, I would write stories. Like, I remember doing baseball one year. And I would go and do, like, pull phrases from the Internet that weren't necessarily, you know, anything crazy. But they just fit into what I was writing. Yeah. And it would it would sound like, you know, somebody actually put a ton of time into it and wrote this article. And really, it was just me. And I was like, well, that's kind of impressive. And so, like, growing up, I was like, I, I would love to work for ESPN, just however, however it goes about it, you know, broadcast or whatever. And obviously, that didn't work out, and, <laughs> and I'm thankful for the life I have. Yeah. But it's like, I guess on a small scale now, it's like I'm still, I want to bring the best product to whoever's watching, whoever's listening, whatever. That way, you know, I know there's people that can't make it to the games, or they're busy or whatever. I want them to, you know, you talked about the Hawkeye Sports Show. I want them to come back and, you know, hear my voice or watch what I'm doing and say, oh, man, hey, cool, I appreciate that, you know, because I wasn't able to get there. Yeah. That's how I want it to be because one day I'm probably going to be an old man and not be able to go anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I want somebody to be there, too, to where I can be like, oh, how's the high school thing doing? Be able yeah. To, you know, here, here it is. Yeah. But no, I, I appreciate that, man. I, I, uh, I, I live this stupid life. I really do. Like, <laughs> it's like you said, touched on when we talked, started talking. It's, just, it's so busy, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't trade it for the world. we got six kids together. It never stops. Six kids. Six kids between two wow. families, and it's just like, it. They're all different. They're all yeah. the same, and and Six you. Families. I mean, you, it's never quiet. It's never dull. Yeah. And I think that that's just who I am. Man. I just I want to be busy. I don't know what it would like. I don't. I don't know how it would be like to go home, and just sit down. I have yeah. no clue, and I don't want to know. Yeah. Like at, at the, at when, if we when we go get old and gray, we're gonna find something to do because <laughs> it's not gonna be just. Okay, well we're retired now. No, yeah. no, no, we're gonna do something. Uh, you know, try. I've traveled again all over. I've, I've got to see. Last year I went to Monday Night Football in Dallas, Texas. They wanted wow. to play the Titans. Cowboys played the Titans. I bought a ticket for four bucks off of uh, SeatGeek and went and watched the Titans play the Cowboys in, at AT and T Stadium. Huh. You know, I, I've just been. I've sat on courts. I've sat courtside with my friend Rob Walker. I think you know Rob. Yeah, I know Rob. And uh, we sat courtside one time for my twenty second birthday uh, at the Memphis Grizzlies Los Angeles Lakers game in Memphis courtside row one saw Kobe Bryant play uh, wore a Kobe Bryant shirt my claim to fame there is that Kobe said I had a nice shirt on I'll take it <laughs> you know and it, they got beat they weren't very good that year but it was like you know I was yeah. just so blessed man I, you know cover, Neyland, cover games at Neyland Stadium uh, I shared a Facebook video the other day on my page like I was I got to go in the tee you know, when that thing opens up, and the media, there's a lot of media members running in trying to get that money shot. I didn't even try to get, I didn't even snap a picture. You're just I sat there in. with a video, and right here on my shoulder, like this, and I'm just watching. And you can feel that energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've covered Titans games. It just, yeah. I've been lucky, man. I really have. And it, it's fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I wouldn't know it any other way. And that's cool that you, you know you you work hard, but at the same time you get to you get to do some stuff that you've always it, wanted it, to do. It's work so. hard, play hard. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of yeah. what what it ends up being. I mean, I've never. 
I've never said, okay, well, this is my plan for the weekend, or this is my plan for the week. She'll tell you, like, I'm the most spontaneous. <laughs> oh, this is our plan? Oh, let's change that and do this. Because it's just like, okay, well, if tomorrow doesn't come, and I don't have the opportunity to do it tomorrow, and I've got the opportunity to do it today, let's uh, do why it, not? Yeah. Why not try it? Yeah. You know, it's just, that's that's who I am. That's how yeah. I always been. And that's, I mean, you don't miss out on a lot being no. that way. So. Well, you do and you don't. I mean, I guess yeah. I guess the catch-22 there is, like, you know, Saturday going to Neyland Stadium, you miss, I guess, family time at home. And, it's, and it sucks when you look at it from like yeah. that. But then you realize that you're making memories, you know, doing other things. And then, you know, when, again, when you're making memories at home, you're not worried about what's going on at Neyland Stadium. Either. Yeah. But, yeah. again, just, man, I, crazy, crazy, crazy mm. life. It really is. Yeah, it's funny, though. Um, like Monday, you know, my wife and I, we just spent all day just, uh, it's almost like Christmas Day for us. We just sat at home all day. I think I left one time to go to Jesse's Market, get something to drink. And so then I came straight back. But, <clears throat> you know, right now in this stage of life, you know, we're, you know, with the baby on the way, we're just kind of, you know, if we can get a minute at home right now, we can. But you better, I, you better take it. I'm telling yeah. you. Because once they get here, it all just it yeah. all flies. And you don't realize oh, yeah. it. Like I never, never realized until I had Jocelyn. And, you know, then Cooper is like, you, you, you go out like you're your friends and whatever, and you're, you know, you're able to go eat or hang out with, but then you have children and it's not a burden by no means, but you start putting them first. You know, your friends are like, Hey, I'm going to go out to eat tonight. You want to? And you're like, All right. I haven't fed this child yet. <laughs> it hasn't had a bath. Like, yeah. It's going to take us a couple hours. Well, your friends don't have that kind of time. I just go. Yeah. And by the time you're ready to go or whatever, it's just way too late. Yeah. You know? Enjoy it while you can, but I will tell you something. It's the best thing ever. Like being, oh, a, I can't being a father, take pride in that, man. It's the greatest yeah, I can't thing. Wait. We, I, I, you, you talk about the things I've done, the travel truck, over the counties, Hawkeye Sports Show, everything. The greatest thing that I am is a dad, mm. and it's my most important thing. Mm. I value it above everything. Like I don't care about, you know, what what goes on at work, what's going on with the podcast, you know, over the counties, what football, sports, whatever you know life yeah if they're okay i'll be okay mm-hmm. like that's the way i look at it and they're, they're number one they always will be but enjoy yeah. that man that's the bright that's the greatest title you no man ever i can't have. wait we went to our uh we went to our 10-week doctor's appointment today and uh did got, your heartbeat yeah we did it's and now we heard it seven weeks and but i got to hear it again today i said man that's my kid in there when when i heard cooper's i'll never forget it it was uh may of 2014 late may and i was like Hey, uh, that's a heartbeat. And like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, can we, can we do that again? And I said, oh yeah, yeah. We can do it as many times as you want to. <laughs> cool, cause I'm I can't get enough of that sound. Yeah. And you'll hear it. Like you'll be at, you'll be asleep or, or busy doing things. And you'll hear that. Yeah, like, in the back of your mind, that heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. This yeah. Is, this is real now. Wait till you hear 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 him or her cry. That'll be like the the next big thing is when it's actually time and. You hear that first cry, it's like, hey, all right, here we go. Before we move to the last segment of the interview, just wanted to thank you again for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. We have several more episodes to come this season. And our next guest will most likely be Nate Kennard, who is the assistant basketball coach at Livingston Academy and is also the FCA sponsor at Livingston Academy. So be on the lookout for that. That episode will be coming soon. So here's the last part 
of the interview with Josh Scott. Hope you enjoy. I can't wait. I mean, April can't get here soon enough. We really can't. It'll be here before you know it. Oh, yeah. And then it's from then on out, it's a blur, man. It just constantly <laughs> goes. They're eating, they're walking, they're crawling, they're talking. That's the worst part is that when they start talking back. Like, <laughs> my four-year-old thinks she's 14 or 15 years old, and we're just alike. <laughs> so it's like, all right, hey, listen, I know, I know who you're like. Please stop. And, but it's the best thing. I mean, oh, yeah. it really is, and it flies. Yeah. And uh, you talk about being busy. That's, I guess, the downfall for me. You know, when I was when I started driving, um, to, and I was on the road over the road for four years, Cooper was had was about to turn one, but so I just came home in May, and so this is like Jocelyn knows me before I got I drove mm-hmm. and I was gone, but for Cooper, it's like, um, oh, uh, Dad's home. You know, she's still not used to it. Yeah, yeah. It's just wild. Um, but being gone, you know, I missed some of those first steps. I've seen the videos. I was there on the weekends, but actually seeing them happen, mm-hmm. I never got to see that. So I tell yeah. people all the time, like, enjoy that the most because hmm. it, it's it's crazy and you'll it'll it'll change your life. You really will. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't I can't really I can't wait for um, for parenthood. It's it's funny when you first find out you're like, well, holy smokes, I'm gonna be. It's a what do you do? And, it's like uh, yeah. okay. Um, how do I do this? Yeah. And you yeah. start looking around, like, I remember, like, okay, do I need to work another job? Do we have, do we have the money? Okay, yeah, we're good there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we have, do we, well, so what do we need to start buying? We need to start buying diapers. We need to start getting a crib, bed. What, yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. And then, like, you freak out about all that stuff, but then it mm-hmm. all just falls into place, like, slowly. Yeah. And it may be, you know, friends buying stuff, parents buying stuff, you buying stuff, whatever, but it all comes together. Mm. And then when they get here, you start looking around, like, hey. We got, I got everything. I got yeah. this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then that's when your instincts as a parent kind of kick in and yeah. you just go with it. Yeah, this, this morning, you know, I was just, uh, it's funny, man. It's hard to, I don't know what it is, but it's it's hitting me in, in I guess, in doses of, you're you're about to be a dad. Yeah. And like this morning, you know, anytime, anytime, I, and when I'm praying in the morning, you know, if, as soon as I say, you know, something like, you know, God, thank you so much for my baby. And I hope it's – I lose it every time. Yeah. And it's only when I'm praying that I do like, it, and it's weird. I know? think for me, it's like um, as a male, and you don't have to say this because if your wife listens, I don't want her to get an opinion. But as a male, <laughs> it's like you want to be – you want to have a boy. Like it's like – you. No, we've you, had this conversation, you grow up, yeah. You grow up and you're, you know, you're with your dad and you, you idolize your dad mm-hmm. no matter what. It don't matter how bad or good they are, like you, you think your dad's your hero. And you think that that's just a boy thing. And then, like with me, it was like, okay, they are going to have a boy. And it turns out to be two girls. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, um, I guess I'm going to go with a girl. And it's been the greatest thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I will watch JoJo Siwa, you know, <laughs> dance around on YouTube. And I, and like, out on my outward thought is like I hate this, <laughs> but when that little girl looks at me like and it's like and she's so proud like Dad look at JoJo Siwa look at and yeah. I'm like you know what JoJo Siwa is pretty cool <laughs> you know and it's just they they melt you you melt your heart doesn't matter I don't think if it's boy or girl they melt your heart but it uh pray for whatever just pray for health that's yeah. what I ended up being when I found out it was a girl I was like all right hey just 
Yeah. Please be healthy. Yeah. I don't care how it turns out. Just be healthy. Let mom be okay. And yeah. We're gonna go with it. But yeah, that's what's cool about you know working for a nonprofit. You know, like FCA, they've already said you know when that time comes, you know you you've been putting your time in. So yeah, take the time you need. Yeah, and that's what's cool about it. So everybody's been very supportive in this time. Uh, for me, I, I tell people like life's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have the right one. And it's like we have. You know, recently a lot of a lot of tragedy in this area, mm-hmm. and it's like, what are we doing to help that? Yeah, you know, and it comes back to like FCA, you guys, what your mission is, you know, where you're trying to direct people that way is mm-hmm. a is a great thing, Thank and there you. can't be enough people that are doing that. And it, like, for me, you know, I fell out of the church and whatnot. I've been back and forth and whatnot. I feel like I'm in an okay place, but it's like. Um, my job, I feel like, as me, is to be the best, I guess, influence, role model, whatever I can for mm-hmm. people that need me. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean, uh, you know, my family, my kids, you know, my mom and dad, brothers, sisters, whatever. It means anybody. Yeah. And you know, I've always made it a point. Um, you know, if I see, like, I, I've got seven hundred, eight hundred Facebook friends. I'm a part of a lot bigger networks than. Uh, I guess most around here or whatever, but like if I see somebody struggling, it doesn't matter if I know them or not. Like I'll I will reach out. It may take a few days, weeks, whatever to kind of because you don't want to be imposed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you know you you know how that is. It's like you don't want to step yeah. across that line and be too pushy. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'll take that time. Be like, hey, saw that you're going through this. Are you all right? Do you need anything? If you need anything, let me know. Yeah. You know, and I just leave it at that. Yeah. And I've had people take me up on it. I've had people, you know, hey, that's none of your business. I don't, it, it was whatever. But I've been at those points to where, you know, if, if in 2016, if it wasn't for Mark Hauser and a few more people, Matt Farrell, people like that, I don't, there's no telling what would, I, my life would have ended up as. Hmm. But it's just like, you know, I was able to reach out and get help and talk to people. And I want to be that same person for yeah. other people. It doesn't matter the situation. Yeah, because um, the, the the saying goes, you know, you're either about to go, you're about to enter a storm, you're in a storm, or you just came out of a storm. Yeah. So you never know at you know face value what's going on with somebody. So you, if you can just we we've you know. seen the ugly side of that in this in mm-hmm. this community lately. It's like you've got people that are so happy that look so great, and you're like, hey, uh, and then like that, it's gone. Yeah, and we take that. We see the Facebook world, and I think that's great and terrible all at one because you, people give you a glimpse of their life on Facebook, and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's the happiest thing. Because yeah, you see wants, the highlight reel. Who, yeah, who wants to see the sad things on Facebook? Nobody does. Yeah. But, you know, I can have the happiest picture ever posted tonight and be absolutely miserable. And it's just the fact of it. Mm-hmm. You know, until you get to know somebody or, or, or try to get to know somebody, it you will never know what they're going through. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just so much that you don't know on the surface until you start digging. And, and, and I think it's our, I think that's our obligation, you know, as people, as humans, to, to be there for one another. Like, that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. we got to be able to, to break those walls down, I guess, and, and say, look, hey, whatever's going on with you, I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. If you need something, I'm here. Yeah. And, I think and that's, and that's what's cool about it, too, is I think, uh, we talked about it earlier, people, people respect, and I think they gravitate towards, you know, just, being real, it's like, hey, look, I'm, I'm in full-time ministry. It doesn't mean my life's perfect, you know? I mean, there's scared absolutely. me half to death. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's, it's like uh, you, I think 
especially like SDA. Yeah. Like people look at that like I don't think we talked about this on the Argyle Sports Show once. It's like they look at it like a church thing. Yeah, yeah, church yeah, thing. yeah. Well, I don't go to church, so I can't be a part of SDA. Yeah. That's not how that works. Yeah. And it's not. And again, and you you say like it's not your job to say okay, you're going to do this or you're not going to be an SCA. Yeah. Your job is to be there and help and mm-hmm. push the right way. And, oh, and yeah. if that ends up being something more, then great. Yeah. But you're you're just trying to be there and be a positive oh, influence, yeah. and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's the thing that um, if you can make people see it this way, it's like, oh, I didn't get that. I was like, uh, I say, you know, FCA is not a church thing; it's a Jesus thing. You know, Jesus preached in a boat; he preached on the side it of the hill. Matter, yeah. You know, he. He was just where wherever people are. That's 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 the church. I mean, you know, it's not a building. And that's what people don't like. I, I always got frustrated with people because it was like um, they'd be like, "Well, you don't go to church, so you're not." And I'm like, "That's not how that works." Mm-hmm. Like it's really not. And I and one of the biggest reasons I fell out was like it was uh, you'd get the people and, and you've probably been around them and seen them like, "Well, you weren't at church on Sunday. Where was you at?" And I'm like, "Dude, I, I'm not saying that I've got more important things going on." But I, you know, at the time I was working and I was leaving on Sunday. Yeah. So Sunday yeah. about one or two o'clock, I'm leaving. Well, I'm divorced with my daughters every weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm trying to make the best memories possible with them. Is that an excuse? Maybe. Is it? Is it right or wrong? I don't know. Is it in the eye of the beholder? But it's like, if they want to go to the park on Sunday and play in the water, that's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm at peace with who I am. Yeah. You know, and I'm raising them the right way. We're not. I, it's not like they don't know what's going on and how yeah. life works. But like, back off! I got this. Yeah, I'm, and I even told this to our students last night. I'm like, don't let coming to church be your relationship with God. Make sure you're talking to Him. Make sure yeah, you're absolutely. reading His Word. I mean, you. I mean, you I told them I was like, going to church doesn't make you a Christian no more than standing in the garage makes you yeah. a car. You I, know? What well, people don't get like, <clears throat> you can you can download the Bible on your phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like you don't know what I'm doing behind closed doors yeah and to people that you know they may listen to this whatever and it's like you got to stop looking at people from that scope oh well he's not in church on sunday so he's probably not doing the right things that's not how that works mm-hmm. and it's definitely not up to you to decide yeah. that yeah and that's i mean again comes back to over the county small small community you know small county they're I always laugh because over the county has to lead the nation in fast food restaurants, gas stations, and churches <laughs> per square mile. I mean, and, and beauty salons. And beauty salons, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, because we have a billion. Yeah. And but I mean, it's just where we live at, and and part of the Bible Belt and things like that. But it's like, hey, easy on the judging thing. I got this, mm-hmm. you know. And if 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 and when I decide to, you know, do this, okay, cool. You know, I, I was baptized in two thousand and nine. You know, so it's like, hey. I, I know, I know where I'm at. We're mm-hmm. good, but people look at you like, "Oh, well, he said this word on this podcast," and I've and I've heard that, like, well, "You said this," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, I," and I'm like, "Not yeah. your, not your thing today, yeah. bro." Well, and and that's the and that's the thing I respect. It's like we all know, like, we all have our own battles, we all have our own Absolutely. weaknesses, and it's like. You know, just because I may, you may hear me flub up, that mean I'm not trying to work on them. You no, know? and, and I'm, again, it comes back for me. He's like, I am who I am, and yeah. I am who I am not. And I'm not out here begging people to say, hey, Josh Scott's great. He's the best guy ever. But I'm also not out here trying to make people hate me. Yeah. But if that ha- if that's how it falls, if my opinion, make, you know, we have a lot of like religion and, and, and politics and things that divide people so much. I don't get into that stuff at all. So it's like, I'm completely neutral on a lot of things. 
come talk to me, whatever. But if my opinion, if you come seek my opinion and it offends you, <laughs> that's on you. That's yeah. not on me yeah. because you know what you're coming for. Yeah. You know, you know what you, you know what you're going to get. Like you, know? you ask me, why are you yeah, getting like, upset? Yeah. When, you, when we started this, you said, we're just going to go off the cuff. You know what you're going to get when you get that. Yeah. Like it's, it could be one way or the other, yeah. but you know it's going to be straight to the point. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. Yeah. And I, I think I always respect the people that way. You talk about people, you know, appreciate that. I always respect the people just at work, hey, Get me straight. Mm-hmm. Either tell me that I suck at what I'm doing or tell me that, hey, you're doing a good job. Let's keep going that way because I want to know. And I will appreciate you more if you talk to me instead of about me. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, yeah. that's how I've always lived. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, that's for sure, man. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's so true as well. Um, so you going to uh, you gonna be at L.A. tomorrow night as well? Or? Yeah, man. Over to County News Facebook Live. Friday night, lights under the lights at Tom Davis Memorial Stadium doing uh, Hall of Fame ceremonies tomorrow. I know David Saylor's going in, but I'm not sure who the other guys. I think there's only two, but we're sponsored tomorrow by American Bank and Trust. So, I mean, a pretty cool thing there we started last year is uh, it started out small, like, hey, I'm going to take this tripod and put this put this phone on it, and I'm just going to do some clips, okay? And they're like, yeah, that's cool. And the first night we did it, we played Stone. And we had like 11,000 people watch. Hmm. And I was like, that's profitable. Yeah. You know, and they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. So then we reached out to a business. I think like the first business might have been like the Physical Medicine Center or First National Bank, somebody. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't get behind the money of it. But they were like, hey, uh, read this. And they're sponsored tonight by this. I was like, what? Sponsored? And like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right then. Huh. So, I mean, uh you know, of course, Friday's A, B, and TV. You know, last week, the Physical Medicine Center was our, our sponsor for Cookville. And I was looking a minute ago on our videos for the month, which is just football and Jerry's. You know, if you follow Over the County News Facebook, we don't post a lot of videos. It's either me or the Jerry's videos with uh-huh. Darren, which are great, by the way. Yeah. And uh, But our videos for the last month, last 28 days, 28,000 views. That's huge. Wow. And that's over the county news, man. That's not like ESPN or anything. Like, that's total over everything. And so, like, whatever they're paying, they reach 28,000 people for whatever they pay. That's pretty good. Yeah. And so, you know, tomorrow we, you know, we should we should demolish Cumberland County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, there should be a lot of highlight reels going on there. And, you know, I just, I just enjoy it. Chance to put up some numbers for Will. Yeah, I mean, Will's, yeah. Will will be now, uh, Will will be, um, I don't know, five. Four or five touchdowns short of Danny McCoy's all-time touchdown mm-hmm. record. Um, so, you know, Lord willing, he's healthy the rest of the year. He's going to pass that. Yeah. Blow that record out of the water. Passed him on career yardage last week. You know, Wesley's got to be closing in on some records yeah. for receiving because we never thrown the ball like we have now. Who's the – does House have the records in reception yards? Probably. Okay. Him or Eldridge. Uh, I have to be something that we have to go back in, in the uh, media guy and pull. Yeah. But. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh how many career wins does Bruce have? Bruce was 10 off uh, uh, passing Matt Eldridge all, for most all time at Livingston Academy. So, I mean, he's obviously now eight from passing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe an eight from tying. But, you know, I mean, they've, they've got a team that could, you know, you look at their schedule. Cookville was the, t- was the first game that you're like, yeah. all right, let's see how this goes. Yeah, now that that, I mean. You now that's out of the way, yeah. you, po- you figure that you'll beat Cumberland County tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Pretty handily. I mean, last year's forty-one to three. Yeah. And they've gotten worse, and we've got better. So then you look at Upperman. 
Urban's got a good football team, a good quarterback, mm-hmm. well coached. Still hate them, but very good football team. Uh, you know, is that a, is that a potential loss? Yes, because it's gonna be a tough football game. They beat Cookville by one, you know, on the last last second drive there. So, you know, that's gonna be a good one. But then Stones down, Macon's down, the Cavs down, so York's down, York's down. So it's like, okay, you know, potential to go ten and zero, nine one, eight and two. You had a good playoff season. You know, you win, win a couple, couple games, rounds, yeah, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, Bruce is the winningest coach all yeah. time. You know, and, and much deserved. I mean, yeah, uh, Coach Lamb is is one of the finest people to ever oh, yeah. lead that program. And, you know, just straight to the point. You know, again, comes back to things I like about people. I mean, straight to the point. If he doesn't like you, tell you. If he, if he doesn't like what you're doing, he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, if he does, he'll tell you. Yeah. And we had a page one photo of him and Wesley hugging. That was awesome. I'm glad you got and that. And I appreciate it. And it's like, uh, I sent it to him Sunday. It's like, hey, I need your email. I, think I got a photo I need to add. You know, he's like, hey, man, thank you so much. You know, and I, and I appreciate the, the, you know, genuine, you know, thank you. Because I do, I do get some good stuff, do get some bad stuff. But the stuff that, like that, Bruce will cherish that picture forever. Oh, yeah. And Wesley will probably cherish that picture one day. Probably as a 17, 18 year old kid, he probably doesn't yeah. care now. When his playing days are over, he'll look yeah, back. Yeah, but that. when he looks back yeah. and sees that he was page one on a paper that's reaching, you know, 7,000 people in print and then numerous people online, mm-hmm. Facebook, whatever, you know, he's going to realize that that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we've, we've been blessed. I think on athletics in general, we've talked about it before on the Hawkeye Sports Show, like we're almost spoiled in Overton County, Livingston mm-hmm. Academy, because it's been so good over the yeah. last 30 years. I mean, there was a time that for like 25 years, the girls didn't make the state tournament twice. Yeah. And it was like, we had this thing, and I remember in 2009, as a student assistant, you know, game plan and stuff with Leslie, we went to state tournament beat McMahon Central in the first game on Wednesday night. So-so crowd. So I was like, on Friday, there'll be more people. Again, Friday, so-so crowd. And at halftime, we were winning and finished, you know, finished runners up that year. And I was like, Coach Riddle, uh, Coach Smith's like, hey, uh, why isn't there people here? This is a big deal. And she's like, well, Livingston Academy, you know, you're expected to play on Saturday. Hmm. And I was like, ooh. Well, that, carries a, that statement carries a lot of weight. It does. And it was true. Like, And even the recent appearances, you know, a couple of years ago, like, and boys too. Boys basketball has never been to the state championship mm-hmm. game. But it was like, uh, we expect them to see them Saturday. Well, that's very hard to do. Yeah. You know, to win a state championship, you got to have a, a, some luck and some talent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at Clark Range last year. They snowballed everybody. Yeah. They get the first round last year. They got cranked. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's once you get there, it's a crapshoot. It's, mm-hmm. it's who's hot. It, 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 it it's takes how you one. draw. It's how you draw. I mean, I've got friends at Pickett County. They had, you know, three three straight years there. They were they had number one, two, three team in the state. They go to the first round of the state tournament, get bounced. Mm-hmm. And you're like, at what point? And it's just... They lost the state champion all three times. But it was one of those things like, again, luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. Who's hot? You know, football, everybody comes back to that 05 team, and it was just they got hot at the right time. Yeah. But, you know, you talked to Wilson. That 04 team was really good. Yeah. The, that 16, I think it's 16 team, maybe 15 team of Brock and Creed and those yeah, guys was, was really good. And you think, well, they didn't win a state tournament, or they, went, they didn't win a state championship. Well, that's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, when you get past the second round, 
you're playing against the who's who. When, yeah, when you're playing, you know, Brock and them guys lost to Fulton back to back years. Yeah, and Fulton had guys going and playing Division One football. Yeah, and we and our best athlete, God bless his soul, ended up at Tech, then UAB, and you know, and then he ended up in, in a CFL and, yeah. and hurt his wrist again. But it's like we had one kid that continued to play yeah. football. I can still hear that shot that Fulton laid on him. Was it? Yeah, oh, man, killed him. And it's like, that's why I encourage people just go. Yeah. Stop. T- stop talking about well, well they're not good enough to win a state title. Well, who cares? Because it's, that's again it comes back to like, yeah. like it's it's just sports. It's just yeah, football. It's just basketball. Like, now that I live, now that I'm you know moved out and you know have a family of my own, one of my favorite pastimes is going to games with my dad. But still, that's like the one thing we still have left. That and yeah. going to the gym together. You know we. And so that's still kind of like I use that as like you know what I'm going to the ball game so you know my dad's going with me and that's one thing that we can still have even though I'm I don't see him every day like I used yeah. to. You know, <clears throat> and we can end this whatever. But I was talking to a friend of mine last night and we were talking about uh, growing up Tennessee football. I guess it does kind of come full circle here in this conversation. It's like growing up they were so good, and I remember my first game I've been going for 18 straight years now, and my first game was 2001 Vanderbilt. We beat them 38 to nothing. <laughs> And my dad, my brother, me, and a friend of my dad's. And I, we sat in the north end zone in the corner. Good seeds, whatever. But I just remember making memories with my dad mm-hmm. you know, my brother. And then, you know, growing up, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to be able to take, you know, my brother. To, my brother was a Florida fan, and I did the quote thing because he wasn't. Just <laughs> He's a Tebow, Tebow fan, fan, yeah. yeah. A lot of people like that. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> so I bought him tickets one year to watch him play Vanderbilt. We got to meet Tebow and his parents. Great people. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to make those memories. But coming back to what I was saying, it's like I was able to take Jocelyn, my oldest, to the Florida game at 16. And still this day, if you ask Jocelyn about Tennessee football and how loud it is in Elon Stadium, whatever, she she's been to a bunch of games. Now we're not talking about that's her only game ever. We're talking yeah. about she's probably been to 15. And she will tell you about September 24, 2016, and how great it was. <laughs> and so when you talk about making memories, like, for me, that's still what it's about, too. It doesn't yeah. change. Like, uh, we're, me and my mom and my dad and Tasha are going Saturday. And it's just, you know, for Tasha, it's game one ever. And for my, you know, my mom and my dad, I've taken my mom up there by herself, taken my dad up there by herself, my brothers, all my sisters. Like, we've all went, my kids. And it's just... I always say I'm home. Yeah. Neyland Stadium's home. Yeah. Although I live in Rickman, Tennessee, and that is home, like, I don't know that there's a better place for me to spend Saturday in the fall than Neyland Stadium amongst people that feel the same way that you do. Yeah. That first Rocky Top, that's, you know, even if it's 90,000 people there, and, you know, and maybe on Saturday night, who knows. If the stadium's three quarters full, it's still more people than in most stadiums in college football. Yeah. So that first Rocky Top and that first woo. Yeah. And you look around like, oh, yeah. Everybody's here. All right, it's time to party. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's it's a great thing. Man, I, I, the memories that I'll cherish those things forever. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with coaching. The same with you know over the counter new stuff. I've been a part of so many really cool things over the years, and. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to make a mark. I hope that Mac wrote an article a couple of weeks ago about it being his 50th I year. I read that. That was a good article. Yeah, great article. And, and Mac is such a good dude. And I said, 
that I hope in 50 years that I've I've done enough good things, you know, even just at, if it's at the paper, that people look back and are like, man, we really appreciate that guy. Mm-hmm. And I hope so. That's my that's my goal. And yeah. I, and in and, and life, that's how I kind of look at it too. Like I want to be the guy that, you know, one day my time's going to come to an end, and I want it to be. He was an all right dude, and we appreciate <laughs> yeah. that guy. You know. So, I think that's what everybody wants said about him. If, you, if not, then there's something wrong with you. So. Uh, you better check your pulse. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, the reason why I wanted you on is to, for one, is to return a favor for bringing me on your show. Oh, man, you're welcome there anytime. Uh, I appreciate it. I'll, I love to come. I like to do some cross-promotional stuff. Yeah, we need to. But, uh, and just, you know, I, we job well together. I thought, man, I like to just, you know, get him on here and just kind of, and we have no script tonight, everybody. We're just rolling off yeah, the cuff. Yeah, just off the cuff. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's. I am who I am. Yeah. It, it doesn't change. It'll, when I walk out this door, I'm about to go get something to eat. And it's like, I'll be the same person. You know, if I see somebody out there, I know mm. it's going to be, hey, how are you? We'll talk for a few minutes or whatever. I'm just that guy. Yeah. But, again, on the on the flip side of that, there's always people that are like, oh, I keep sat here. That's okay, too. <laughs> I mean, there's people don't like me either. That's just the way it is. Yeah, like I said, it comes back from me. Like, I realize when I talk into a microphone or I do, you know, whatever, it's like, I understand people aren't, don't like me either. And I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, I I can rest easy in saying that there's more people that that value me in a positive light than the ones that don't like me. Oh yeah, cause and that I mean, cool. Yeah, there there's people that don't like you no matter what you do, and that that's just that's everybody. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I don't like Nick Saban. Yeah. Great football coach. Can't yeah, stand him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's hard to hard to deny how good of a football coach he is. I, I'll but, make you laugh for a guy here. So. This weekend in the England Stadium, for the first time ever, as you know, they're selling alcohol. It'll be either the greatest decision ever or, or the, the worst. worst decision ever. <laughs> be interesting to see which one. But they've got this thing that a number you can text that if you have, suspect somebody's had too much alcohol or they're being a problem or whatever, and they will remove them from the stadium. So right off the get-go, as soon as they show that number, I am texting them. And I'm sending them a picture of Jarrett Garantano. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap for season two, episode two. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. Um, Josh is a great friend of mine, known him for a long time, and uh, got to cover a lot of ground as we talked. And hope you enjoy the rest of your Friday. May God bless. May his favor be upon you. We'll see you next time on The Extra Point.